You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. Professor Megan Davis, Professor of Constitutional Law and the Balnames Chair in Constitutional Law at the University of New South Wales. And can you tell us what does a voice to parliament actually mean for all Australians? Look, a voice to parliament um, is the culmination of a decade-long process of the Australian um, legal and political system and the Australian people working towards constitutional recognition. So 11 years ago, the Commonwealth said to First Nations people, we're going to move to recognition of First Nations people in the Australian constitution. And the process since then has been working out what does that form of recognition look, look like. Um, and so this is what it means for the Australian people. It is the recognition of um, these very ancient polities who have lived on this continent for 60,000 years and recognising their voice and role in Australian democracy through the Australian constitution. It is part of, of a kind of number of reforms that the Uluru Statement from the Heart has called for in terms of change that is needed to empower our people, and that includes um, a Makarata Commission, which is an agreement-making or treaty commission. But I think what it does is for the first time in Australian history, it enables the country to move forward in addressing the unfinished business. And so in recognising the First Nations voice, which enables our people to be at the table when laws and policies are made about our lives, we're also recognising the Australian people and continent as a as a fuller a fuller expression of the nation, and I think that's a really incredible step forward, actually. And we do have a new federal government. The Labor government, of course, have committed to the Uluru Statement from the Heart. What was your first reaction when you heard this news? Overwhelmed and excited. We've been working very hard. The Uluru leadership and the Uluru leaders who were involved in that process um, over the past five years. The Uluru Statement and the Voice to Parliament to the Australian people to work with the corporate sector and the education sector and the not-profit sector and the sporting sector, but also lobbying politicians, uh, lobbying the independents, uh, the Greens, uh, the Labor Party and the LNP on why this is such an important moment. Um, And so there was a sense of relief and achievement but still a long way to go. And at SBS Radio here, we, of course, translated the Uluru Statement uh, from the heart in multiple languages. What did you think of this, Megan? The most important partnership since we got back from The Rock in 2017 that we've had, the Uluru Dialogue, uh, has been with SBS and the work in the Uluru Statement to over 60 languages, like 62 or 63 all up. That's been really critical because it was really important to us as leaders of the Uluru Statement to ensure that all Australians were able to read it in their own languages. Um, And we're doing the same process with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander languages. Um, But, you know, I'm in Melbourne at the May Infected Conference where all of our multicultural peak organisations are. And just to be able to hand out the translation to them, the Uluru Statement translation to them, so that they can read it, take it back to their community in their own language. It's such a powerful thing. I think it's such a really powerful sign of respect and we deeply want to engage with our brothers and sisters from the multicultural sector to, to help us achieve this.
and and to help them advocate um, too um, for the Uluru Statement and for it being a really important thing for for the nation and their nation too. So I think SBS, um, the work that we've done with them and the work we're about continue will continue to do um, is really critical because you know we speak to we're speaking through. SBS and the incredible SBS resources such as the amazing, amazing interpreters, you know, we're speaking to Australia, you know, the real voices of Australia. And I'm wondering, what has been some of the feedback? You must have had so much feedback from multicultural people about the Uluru Statement from the Heart, Megan. Oh, the feedback has been tremendous. People like to hear the background to it. They like to hear why we're calling for a voice. And they want to play a part. They want to play an active civic role in in achieving this so that all Australians can feel united that we did it together. Um, but the response has been overwhelming. I mean, people are really touched. People are really moved by the statement being translated into their languages. And, um, and I think that's a really core measure of dignity and the recognition of another person, right, is to be able to communicate on their terms and... So it's a really powerful tool um, that demonstrates just how serious our mobs are about engaging with that sector who many of us grew up with and around. You know, we, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of us experienced racism in the playground, and our friends were other kids from other countries or multicultural kids who'd grown up here. Um, and there's always that really kind of moving alliance or alignment of interests. Um, and a lot of our people and a lot of um, people I've talked to from the multicultural sector talk about, you know, the friendships they made with Aboriginal kids in the playground and how, you know, we forged those really long, lifelong relationships. Um, and, and so there's a really deeper story here about Australians and, um, you know, that, that kind of relationships with other cultures, you know, from our people has been going on since since forever. Um, and so it just seems a natural partner to, to work with in terms of the referendum. And we will, of course, be going to a referendum. How excited are you about this prospect? Yeah, we're excited. I mean, Australia very rarely changes its constitution. Um, and for our people, we've never had the opportunity for any kind of constitutional power and so this is a really significant thing 67 was 1967 referendum was very different again it was the highest yes vote in Australian history but um but this is very different because it's 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 a reform that's going to empower our people um are you able to share with us where things are currently at with the Uluru statement from the heart please Megan so in terms of the Uluru Statement from the Heart, we ha- we now have a commitment for a referendum. That's the first component of the Uluru Statement is the constitutionally enshrined voice to Parliament. So really what's happening now is that the Commonwealth Government or the new federal government is laying the groundwork for a referendum. And so they're currently busy in Canberra preparing that. Um, and I'm sure very soon they'll make an announcement to the Australian people about what the date might be. But um, in terms of the Uluru Statement from the Heart, um, the first part of what is being asked for, constitutional um, change, is underway. 
What does NAIDOC Week mean to you in particular this year's theme, Get Up, Stand Up, Show Up? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, I, NAIDOC Week, uh, like a lot of black fellas grew up going to Musgrave Park and celebrating NAIDOC Week. Um, it was during NAIDOC Week at Musgrave Park where, you know, my family was able to fill out the forms for the national or the, the state Library of Queensland's archives to see my family's archives from the protection era and when they lived on the Sherberg Reserve. NAIDOC's always a really important week in the in the calendar for all blackfellas, I think. Um, and in terms of the theme, I mean, I think the, the movement for constitutional change and for treaty and for truth, I think the Uluru statement exemplifies that, you know, post-2017 when the statement was issued, we've worked around the clock 24-7 talking to Australians, you know, I did 200 speeches last year, 200 speeches the year before, lobbying politicians, getting up, standing up and doing the work to get change. Um, You know, for this kind of change, you know, Twitter, Facebook, it's not enough. You've got to get out talking to people that you sometimes don't want to talk to. Um, And change is a difficult thing. And constitutional change is a difficult thing. So the theme really resonates for me because we've got a lot of mob doing that work. They're getting up, they're standing up, and day to day, you know, I think back to Malcolm Turnbull saying no to The Voice and look at us now, we're going to a referendum, and that's what it means. Got to keep getting up, got to keep standing up for what you believe in and our rights. And and that takes a lot of work and a lot of time, um, but a lot of faith, you know, that it can happen. And um, I think, you know, you can get really despondent about the situation of our people, and many of us do. I'm no different to that. Um, but every morning, you know, the men and women who participate in the dialogues, the men and women who live in... Logan, Eagleby and Beanley, where I grew up, the men and women of New South Wales, where I'm living now, like, people need help here and now, and this is a small thing we can do through the Constitution to bring change immediately. We have long-term aspirations, but we can achieve all of them. And, um, and so getting up also <laughs> means, you know, just it is hard. It's, it's not easy fighting for your rights. And so I think the theme is a really important one that will hopefully galvanise the community to to join in this movement to get this first reform of the Uluru Statement across the line. Professor Megan Davis, thanks for joining us on NITV Radio today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, sis. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.